Welcome to This Midlife in Bold, a podcast dedicated to women in the middle who want to redefine midlife and uncover what's possible for them in their second act. A bold midlife woman is someone who is 40, 50, 60, even 70 years old and beyond, who wants to be unapologetically unafraid to live the life she wants instead of a life she settles for. Each episode is a midlife mindset dose of motivation, encouragement, and inspiring stories of courage from the host and her guest on how to overcome obstacles and fear to create and live a bold midlife without regrets. Lucia has made a bold transformation in her own midlife years, with her health, her career, and more. She is a master midlife mindset coach, CEO of Midlife in Bold, Inc., and creator of the Midlife Without Regrets Method, a 12-week program designed to help women get unstuck and overcome their fear of change so that they can finally live life on their terms. And now, here's your host, Lucia. Hello, listeners. It has been quite some time since I have released a new episode, and I am excited because I'm going to be finishing off the season with several amazing women who I will be featuring on my remaining podcast for season two. What can I say? Life gets away from me, and I'm running a thriving business and trying to have a life outside of that now that things are getting somewhat back to normal activity. And so there you have it. Uh, If you know me and you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I like to ebb and flow with my feelings and not force myself into doing tasks or activities that don't feel natural. And so I'm back because this episode is one I definitely wanted you to hear, and it feels natural. So today you are going to hear a pre-recorded conversation I had with one of my clients, Tandy Reagan. So for those of you that are not members of my Facebook community, which is called Midlife Women Making Change Without Fear, please, please, please join me. We have so much fun in there. I do at least three lives a week, and this particular live that Tandy joined me on is what I call my midweek motivation. So it's my full feature live on Wednesday evenings at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'll make sure that you can access that group if you just scroll down to the show notes in whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, you will be able to see that link. Um, But Tandy and I really met, um, first met, I should say, at the end of December. So she joined my community, came to a few of my lives, and I laugh because we had our first conversation Um, on my free breakthrough call that I offer on December 29th, and she signed up the very next day to work with me. And ever since then, it has just been my distinct honor and pleasure to watch her really come into her own. Um, Tandy is 45. She's a single mother of two teenagers. She's a nurse. She lives in Abilene, Texas, and has the sweetest accent that you'll be able to hear in a minute here. But Tandy had really has had suffered a lot of loss. Most recently, she was coming off of a breakup. um, And as you'll hear Tandy share her story, a couple other pretty, uh, you know, big losses. Um, And so where Tandy started with me in January and where she is now in May is light years ahead of where even she thought she would be. And so I wanted to share this particular episode with you because if you've ever been heartbroken, if you've ever found yourself at a complete loss on where to even start finding hope, 
and vision of future for yourself that looks anything different than the mess that you're currently in, the chaos, the stress, Tandy will definitely give you hope that if you do the work, your life will get better. Your life will change. And more importantly, what ends up happening is you start attracting different opportunities and people and um, energy that's a whole nother uh, positive energy that you didn't even know existed out there. So for those of you that are heartbroken, for those of you that have had loss, for those of you, as Tandy describes, think you're going to be a cat lady curled up in bed on the weekends crying, no offense to all you cat people out there, um, I really want you to listen to Tandy's story about finding her courage to be fearless, right? To, to fear less, to find her bold, uh, she has been a valued member of my community since she started in January. She's working as a nurse. She's going to school at night. She's raising two kids. She's doing all the things that any other person listening to this podcast knows is just a lot. And she took on the work of doing, um, you know, of doing the work, as I call it, the work, the all caps, the work. This is the work of your of her life and the work I do with my clients and my signature coaching program and year-long experience called the Midlife Without Regrets Method is so personally important to me because I take every client's transformation very seriously and I it's an all-in experience. I do not dabble in superficial transformation or in quick fixes. I am here for all of it. The tears, as you'll hear Tandy talk about, the text messages, the emails, the formal one-on-one -on -one coaching, and I say formal meaning, you know, they're scheduled, um, the group coaching, the intensive workshops, the will you look at my resume, the I'm not qualified for this job, fearful text before the interview, all of it. I am here for all of it because I know that if you don't take action now in the middle years, you won't be where you want to be when you're 60, 65, 70, 75, 80. And I created this coursework, this program, this transformation process based on my bold framework because I know that if not now, when? These midlife years are the defining years for us ladies. It is now the time to take control of your happiness, to not leave it up to chance, to not say this is just who I am and to stay stuck, to get healthy emotionally and physically to get your finances in order, to do the work you want to do, to be with the person you want to be with, to live where you want to live, to dress how you want to live, and to have the confidence and clarity and courage to be your bold-ass self is all about what Midlife and Bold Inc. is about. So without further ado, I give you my client, an amazing bold woman in the middle, Tandy Reagan. Tandy Reagan with me. And so Tandy is going to share a little bit about her story. Um, and I specifically wanted to ask Tandy because I think her story is many women's story. Tandy is a mom of two teens, tweens. I can't remember how old. I think they're both teens. She works as a nurse. She's in school getting her master's, does all the things, right? And she still took the time out to work on herself, to get over her, to get out of her stuck story, right? And sometimes I get on calls with women and they say, I don't really have any big goals or dreams like moving across you know, the country or getting a new career. I just wanna be happy. And I'm like, well, I think that's a pretty good goal to be happy, right? And so it's not, um, 
it's not unusual for me to work with women who don't have these big transitional shifts in life that they are dying to make. They simply want to not stay stuck in this pattern of negativity, right? And that they find themselves in. So that's one of the reasons I wanted Tandy to come on tonight. So Tandy, just give the viewers um, a little bit of uh, knowledge, who you are, where you live, what you do, and, and how you came to me, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, my name is Tandy and I'm 45 years old. I am a single mom um, of a freshman in high school, a boy, and then a seventh grade girl. Um, and basically I'm a nurse too, and I'm working on my master's degree. I'll hopefully be graduate. Well, I will be graduating in December. We're not saying hopefully anymore. I'm yeah, really there. Right, right. So I'll be graduating in December with my nurse practitioner, um, degree. And, um, Basically, what led me to meet Lakia is it was a buildup of several years of situations that had happened in my life. And um, the root of what the, the downward spiral was not taking care of myself at all. And, um, you know, things happen like I got into a new relationship. And if I would have been a little bit more rooted in myself, um, I probably wouldn't have entered that relationship to begin with and seen a lot of red flags that I completely ignored. And so we, I went into this relationship, fell madly in love, you know, thought he was my soulmate and all that kind of stuff. And then six months into the relationship, we had an accident with his daughter who was um, 14 and we lost her in an ATV accident on um, our farm. And so me and him had to give CPR to her. And it, that was a pretty traumatic, you know, experience. Um, I'd been a nurse for 20 something years and outside of the hospital setting, I'd never done that before. And so instead of us dealing with that, we just buried it all down. So we took on then, and then in that same year, my dad died and I had been a house fire in the, all within the same year. So lots of stuff had happened with my life. And all I did was fix everybody else, take care of everybody else. And not one time was I doing anything for myself. I mean, not even down to something like going and getting your hair done. I would literally go to a week care hair place or a little walk-in place, maybe once every eight months. And that was it, you know, so um, no, no work on myself. Um, and so the relationship ended abruptly, probably a year before I met you. And um that was just the way it went down was traumatic, um, hurtful, just, you know, lots of things involved. And it, that sort of was like the tipping point of everything else that had been going on that just sort of threw me over the edge. And a year nearly went by and I spent so much money in therapy, self-help books, you name it. And I knew what the problem, you know, I knew, you know, I'm codependent, all this stuff, you, you know, these therapy terms you learn, you read about, but I just wasn't getting anything that was getting me out of that situation, you know, or those feelings. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd looked at so many um, little sayings on Instagram, you know, self-help quotes yeah. <laughs> and stuff that Facebook picked up or something on something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A life coach thing came across. Well, the first one was this gentleman that was really, I mean, you could tell it was a sales thing for him. And 
I talked hey, to he him. He said he was really aggressive. Oh, bad aggressive. And he used the F word like two every sentence. So, you know, it was constant FFF. And it was awful. And I, I hung up on that one and thought, well, if that's what a life coach is, then I guess I'm just done here. And I was so defeated after that. I thought I am never going to get out of this situation. And I was in such a dark place at that point, even though a year had gone by. And so luckily your um, stuff with bold came across and I thought, I'm going to give it one more try. I'm going to call and everything. And I, when I talked with you, I instantly felt a connection. You were compassionate. You listened to me tell you what all I'd been through for the last two years. And, you know, I, that just to me was wonderful, you know, and it was the connection that I had with you instantly. And yeah. so I just jumped right in there. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> And you were just sort of like, well, most people think about it a little bit, you know, but I was like, nope, yeah. I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and at the time when I talk about, I was in such a dark place, I literally just, I could not see anything positive in my life at that point. And I was telling us, we were texting today that I seriously saw myself as in five more years from now or when in my, I'm in my sixties, I'm going to be a cat lady curled up in the bed still on the weekend crying. And I, and I literally, when I talked to you on the first time on my phone calls, I was, I cried the whole time. It was just a horrible place for me to be. And, yeah. you know, so well, you, you've said a lot there. I'd love to unpack some of this. So first <laughs> of all, first of all, if you're watching, I see Janice is on Pam, Heidi and Marina. If anyone else is on, say hi and throw Tandy some love because everything she has shared with you, I'm sure in one way, shape or form, you can relate to it. Just being a mom of two teens during this last year, working full time, going to school at night, getting her master's. The woman works like crazy days. I, I, I texted her when I asked her if she could do this live. And I was like, if this time doesn't work for you, I'll do a special live for you because I know how long your days are. Um, and she's got the sweetest Southern drawl. So Tandy's from <laughs> Abilene, Texas. So everything she says just comes out even better. But you know, this dark place you were in, you know, heartbroken, downtrodden, you know, the loss of your, you know, relationship, your father, the loss of, you know, your boyfriend's daughter, I mean, loss after loss after loss and, and heartbroken and on so many levels, right? Like your, your intimate relationship, your relationship with your father, this poor child, and all of that feeling like you were in this dark, dark place. But I, I also wanted to want to hone in on what you said is it, it started with like a lack of self-care and not being rooted in who you were. Cause you know, not that it could have prevented, you know, everything, but that is, that is such a foundation, uh, foundational element of what we work on together in my program and with our coaching sessions is who is Tandy stripped of all of the, the stuff that you've inherited from years of generational trauma maybe or family trauma right and how can you move forward and I also loved what you said about the self-help books and the podcasts and the quotes because because we trick ourselves into thinking that's helping mm -hmm. right I'm going to get one more podcast I'm going to get one more book but you know in years of therapy like you said and there is a great you know reason that it exists and, and I've been a client of therapy for many, many years, but it wasn't working, right? So let's acknowledge all of what you've been through and that yes. you had resigned to being a cat lady, 
<laughs> right? Which no offense to the cat people out there, right? Um, so you're getting some feedback here. Uh, wow, girl, hugs. I love your accent so much. Uh, hi, Tandy, <laughs> sending hugs. So let's acknowledge that that was a lot in in a lot of, in a short amount of time. And then, so so that was January. You, you, our first call was December 29th. In fact, I pulled out my notebook back here to see when our first call was. And uh, I believe, you know, we had our, our first like session that January 2nd, you know, and kind of got right into it. And so, so it's January, February, March, April, May. So we're in, we're in month five now, um, kind of graduating from the program. And as you know, you're in the community for, you know, an eternity. So you have that safety net and that support. Talk to me about what your biggest uh, transformation has been internally like what is you what have, what have you seen in yourself what have you noticed um, how do you feel now back, as opposed to that phone oh, call yeah. much better and this week you know especially when you asked me to start to talk on here I started looking back on my journaling and mm -hmm. um, my core the first uh, module the core mm -hmm. values mm -hmm. and um, golly I don't feel like I'm the same person tell you the truth mm -hmm at all. Say more and, about that. Say more about that. Well, I was looking back on the core values. I didn't even know what a core value was and that I had, I really didn't have any to tell you the yeah. truth or yeah. I did. You helped drag that out of me. And one of the questions on that was what would you like if you, you know, walked in and it was people that you didn't know, what do you want them mm -hmm. to know about you? Mm -hmm. I had all I said on it was, um, I'm shy and quiet. And I focused in on how I've been hurt and that's all I could come up with. And you replied back, no, think about you, you know, about you, like the started, you know, start thinking positive stuff and list what, not about your situation, what's happened, right? To your you. characteristic right. traits. Right. And that was a very hard list for me to come up with because I've been thinking so negative about myself for so long. Mm -hmm. But once I got going, I was like, wow you know? And so that's been the biggest thing is you've been able to help me see not with just at myself, but like in life in general, I see the half the glass half full and I'm my instant. I hear your voice now with everything of, okay, <laughs> don't be negative. You know, or you, you never said it that way, but coming from a place of abundance, right? Yes, it's like thinking yes. about abundance, not a scarcity mindset, you know, exactly. Uh, exactly. thinking that everything is working out for you and right. Yes. Yeah. And starting to do the gratitude journal every morning, start my day out like that, mm -hmm. that when I started doing that, that sort of all just sort of a mind shift, um, for me. And, um, another thing too, you know, you sort of introduced me a little bit too. I got on the Abraham Hicks and realizing law, about of, attraction. How, the law mm -hmm. of attraction and how we can change our, um, just the way we look at everything completely can bring in different things in our lives. And I think that's been a huge thing for me too, is just changing my mindset on how I look at things in myself. Yeah. Looking at myself is the biggest thing. Yeah. I, I, I see that in you. I saw that in you within a couple of months. And I think we had a lot of conversation. Those of you listening, let me know if you understand this, this concept of energy and the energy you were putting out was not healthy for you. Uh, you know, I know you weren't, pleased with how you were carrying yourself in the world right and it, it's you know you didn't even want to live with yourself like no. in that way right like you were just you know not in a great place so for, for, from you know January to now to see you sitting here telling your story and and 
you know, you showed up to our weekly office hours last week or the week before, like so confident about, you know, the encounter you had with the ex and, you know, yes. if you want to share that because I think it's a cute story, you can, but I mean, you know, confidence is sexy, right? Confidence is, is everything because when you feel confident in your skin and in your core values and in your strengths and in your beliefs, you don't settle, right? That's the, you guys, if those of you that have been with me in this community for a long time, and those of you that are new are going to hear it. I don't believe in settling. Everything that's bad settles to the bottom, right? <laughs> Everything that's bad settles to the bottom. So now with your increased confidence in this mindset that like, I am worthy. I have a lot of great qualities about myself. It is working out. I'm taking the steps to create a future for myself. You feel unstoppable, right? Right, right. Yeah. So and then you, you want to share that? Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and just in general, too, like I physically, too, was making myself sick as far as I didn't have anxiety before all this started. And then this triggered something in me that I was having anxiety and heart palpitations all the time. And so you know, like you said, when I figured out what my core values were and decided I'm going to start living by those and then taking care of myself physically, spiritually, and mentally, mm -hmm. then all this stuff started coming together for me. And yeah, yeah. physically wise too. I mean, the heart palpitations have gone away. Um, the sleep has gotten better. Uh, just overall, you know, how I see myself, you know, and then also I'm going, I'm transitioning into that role as a nurse practitioner now. Mm -hmm. And before my mindset was, oh, I hope I can get a job. You know, there's no job. Right. I'm right. really not professional enough to even be a nurse practitioner. I don't know why I've been going to school now for five years. You know, that's just was how I thought. Yeah. And, yeah. But now my mindset's completely different. I'm seeing myself now as the professional that I am and what all I can do to help other people, you know, and oh my God, do we love that? Everybody, do we love that? Tandy <laughs> is seeing herself as the professional that she is. And how long have you been a nurse? 20 something years 20 now. something years let's give it up for tandy on this it was like, that imposter ooh. syndrome that i had yeah. so bad with everything right. i was doing yeah and yeah i'm just sort of like mm -mm. yeah you're like no no not only am i going to be a good nurse practitioner i'm going to own my own clinic right <laughs> exactly right? that's right? my future goals yeah let's tell people what that you know as much as you want to share what is that sort of vision you have for yourself you know in that in the career realm like you know because i know there's a lot of talk of of the medicine that, you know, and how right. to treat patients. So what is this goal that you have and sort of this aha, not only from your own shit that you've been through, but like now, you know, you have tools to get people out of this place and stuff. And you have this formal nurse practitioner training. So tell people how it's all come together. Cause one of the things that I find with midlife women is that they get so stuck in that this can't happen, but they don't even take the first step. And you took the first step and now share with people mm -hmm. what your vision is. <laughs> Well, and for, for me, you know, it, it's the, how low I got mentally, you know, and I went and got on the antidepressants, you know, they didn't work. They helped. They just coded it. And what I'm seeing now that I'm in the clinics and, you know, starting to see, deal with patients with depression and stuff from just a, you know, basically like a, well, nurse practitioner standpoint, where it's just a clinic setting is they're basically just, these patients are coming in with the same exact physical symptoms and complaints that I was having a year ago and um, or in January you know mm -hmm. before I started mm -hmm. this program and we're just writing on appeal and going here you go I'll see you in four weeks call me if you get suicidal have a good day 
And that has really bothered me because if it wasn't for me starting this self-work and going through years, I mean, I got to a point, I I didn't get suicidal, but I can see how people get to that point. Definitely. And so for me, I want to be able to incorporate, I've got bigger visions than I don't want to be doing that kind of medicine with Western medicine. You know, it's just, I want to be able to help people more, um, as a whole, Mm -hmm. you know, and just teach them, you know, holistically, right. Yes. Holistic and teach them, you know, just to change their mindset, you know, and I can even see that with these patients with diabetes and hypertension. It's, it's all about your mindset and everything. Yeah. This is anything. lifestyle choices, right? It's yes. lifestyle choices. Yeah. I'll be hiring Tandy to add on to my team <laughs> soon as a coach. Um, Amy, Amy, who's a respiratory therapist says, it's, yes, it's a pill. I see this every day at work. And then Marina said, uh, I said bye to pills over four years ago. They have their purpose, but I know for me, there are other ways. Um, and listen, I'm not here to poo-poo any practice that anyone uses to make themselves feel better. I think the point is Tandy's work has brought her to this new level of awareness that to treat the person holistically is the best way to go. And when medicine's needed, great, but it's not the cure-all, it's not the end-all. So please don't come at me with any hate mail about, you know, I, I'm, I've been on many, many medicines in my life as well, but doing this inner work for you has brought, you know, and in combination with your nurse you know, career of 20 years and now being in school, like it's all coming to light for you as to how you would like to move forward in the world as a healer and as a caretaker and have this profession that you feel really proud to do um, because you'd be training the whole person. And again, in January, you were curling up with your cats crying and now we're in May and you're like about to graduate in December and you're seeing the future for yourself in this, you know, career field uh, that has opened up so many different possibilities for you, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, so let's talk a little bit about, um, share the story, if you will, about, you know, you running into the X, if you don't mind, and if you do mind, we'll skip that, and you don't have to say anything too detailed, but I I think that's important, because there's, I know, I sent out an email earlier that says, have you ever been heartbroken? Tune in tonight to see Tandy talk. And I think because, you know, whether you've been, you're in a marriage still and you're heartbroken, right? Because there's a lot of people still, you know, feeling the heartbreak and they're still together. Whether you're divorced, widowed, um, you know, broken up, you know, with your boyfriend, it's it's painful. And when you get to be this age, it starts to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. I'm never going to find the right man. Um, and so you do sort of repeat the same patterns, right? You, you keep attracting the same type of man as I've shared, you know, I think over the 20 years of my adult life or so I've been attracting the same type of person until you really, like you started this, uh, live saying I got rooted in myself. Right. Mm -hmm. So now fast forward to the run-in with the ex the other day and how you felt. (laughs) Well, you know, when I started before this program, because both of our kids go to the same school. So I sort of got into this. I was so scared to run into him and it wasn't a scared because I did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a scared of just by seeing him, it's going to trigger me to be, be exactly back how I was so fresh and raw. Mm-hmm. And I hated that feeling of how yeah. I felt. And yeah. so I was avoiding, I was getting my kids up extra early to try to make sure I got them dropped off by seven because just to 
pray to God I didn't see him in the school line, you know, or I, I scoping out the parking lots everywhere as I go, because I'm so scared that I'm going to run into him. Um, Tell me in the comments if anyone's ever done that yes. with an ex, because I know Tammy's not alone. Yeah. And just, you know, it was awful. This constant, just fear and looking out, you know, all the time. So anyways, I got my attitude, I guess, has changed over the last four months with it, you know, to where I, I just, I don't care. And really, I sort of feel, I now see it differently. I guess I see it like, man, you lost out on this one. And so, yeah, because, man, you knew what all I did. It's sort of crazy. But anyways, just in general, so I pulled up the other day, so I'm sitting there parking, parks, you know, and I, I first I pulled up a little bit in front of him and I caught that he was catty corner to me. And I thought, I'm just going to go pull up right next to him. So I did. And he didn't see me at first. I mean, we were right there side by side. And I just kept looking over at him. And man, when he caught sight of me, he tucked his eyes and looked down. And, you know, it was just funny. It was like, and so now I'm just sort of like, I'm over all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you looked right at him. And so you weren't afraid. And so no. I think that's just a cute story because you were, we would have conversations on our sessions about how you were trying to avoid him in these situations. And then out of the blue last week, you showed up at office hours sharing the story, but I pulled up right next to him and looked at him and nothing. So I think, you know, when it comes to fear, facing your fear is part of the program, right? It's part of the work we do and yes. facing your fears and really coming to terms with them. Um, and so what would you, you know, what would you say to anyone who's watching now or on the replay about, you know, the stuck story that you had and how it's possible for them to change? Like what kind of, you know, out of everything that you encountered in the program, our one-on-one -on -one sessions, uh, obviously we have the group call every Wednesday, there's the actual exercises, you know, and any of the stuff that is included in the, you know, the work with me, what would you say was like, out of everything you did, what's been the biggest game changer for you? Um, the, the way you've put the program together is just overall, it's gradual and you don't even realize what progress you're making mm -hmm. until suddenly you're like, wow, you know, I really am making a lot more progress than I would have even thought, but you have to do the work too. Yes. Um, and then, P, I, you know, and my concern when I started it too, because I was working, um, I was switching over to, you know, fixing to do 12 hour shifts. I'm finishing up with my master's degree and I was in the clinical setting. And so my concern too was time. Do I have yeah. time to do all this work? And you do. It's not, um, it's a good amount of work that's really going to touch. It's going to make you think about stuff you never even thought about. And um, so that part of it, but as far there's so many tools that you've given yeah. me yeah. that really, um, I think the biggest one was the one where you said, if you start having, I haven't look at my little notes here. Like, um, my constant feel was I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough to keep him. Um, mm -hmm. he's going to find somebody better than me. You know, that kind of stuff just kept on every day. That was my first thought, you know? So you taught, you taught me, you know, what is your limiting belief? Yeah. And I also would like do something like go when I'd start my mind racing, I would seriously go like, stop, you know, yeah. make, I do a physical gesture to make myself like go like you would your kids, you know? Yeah. And so I'd, I'd ask myself, okay, what is, what is it that's starting to get me spinning? 
and I'd get to the root of the cause of it. And then also, then you'd, you know, ask yourself, um, can I prove this to be hundred percent true? It never is hundred percent true. So the answer is no. And so that instantly sort of dis, uh, dis what's the word I'm trying to say? It, it stops that. Takes you out of your spin. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Spin. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, doing that and then you just had a lot of tools that I literally <laughs> yeah. carry these two journals with me everywhere I go. And I, I have uh, my gratitude journal and then all the stuff that we've worked with. And mm-hmm. when I start spinning and, and when we started this program, it was hourly, you know, and it's like, it's now it's daily still, but I can stop it. Right. That's a, by that's, pulling out yeah. my journals looking at all this stuff and then the meditating I mean I think early on you gave me the app mm-hmm. it's like timer I think yeah yes mm-hmm. and I, t- I made the comment to you that I couldn't stand half of it because it was a bunch <laughs> of hippie shit yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> a long way <laughs> well I said you're gonna have to go through and find people that you like yeah 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 yes, yeah but I can actually and I couldn't stay focused for more than a second or two my mind yeah, racing yeah. and it always went back to him yeah. And so now just that I can go longer and I have done a lot of things just with learning to let go with a bunch of like the, when the thoughts come in, I have this whole thing, a picture in my head and that right there too has what's made a huge difference on just quieting my mind and yeah. just getting the anxiety under control. Right. Right. And oh my God, so many things I should have been taking notes when you were talking, but what I hope you are all hearing, and again, pop in the comments if you're still watching, is that Tandy doesn't slide as much, right? Is she, you know, after 40 some years or however long you're dealing with these limiting beliefs or mindset, it's now daily still because that's that's normal, right? I think like uh, Amy, who's in our group, made a comment on one of my posts the other day is you stand out from some of the other people who talk about quick fixes. There is no quick fix to this work. You can't get around it. You have to own your shit. You have to stop pretending not to know. You have to face your fear. You have to start living in the way that you want to show up in the world. And when you have tools, when the thoughts come up, it's really easy to stop them. And we talk a lot about language, right? Like I always say language, language, like I'm an old elementary school teacher trying to like get the kids to correct what they're saying, but it's because we speak to ourselves in ways that are horrific, uh, you know, when we're negative about something. And so I think that's, you know, that's what you touched upon is exactly what I hope clients get when they work with me is the tools and the strategies and they come out on the other side of this, looking back at themselves saying, who was that person? Yes. And, and you just walk around with such confidence now and you come to the calls and you show up and your texts are less desperate and more positive. And, yeah. you know, and I think like what you said is important, like, as I hear the excuses all the time, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. Uh, nothing's ever worked. I'm going to take this other free class. And you did all that. You did all that. Yes. You do. You don't have time. I, I, out of everyone in our group, I think you have the most intense schedule, right? And so all of those are really just excuses to not get to the root cause. And you use that phrase, and that's what I like to say is what I do. Let's get to the root cause of what is keeping you stuck, so that you can move forward, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's. I, I I know that it was the timing was the perfect timing to start mm-hmm. this because I got it. Mm-hmm. I got sick and tired of enough of my own shit of dealing with myself <laughs> yeah. that 
I really absorbed what you had to show me. Yeah. But there's part of me that's like, man, if I would have found this program even two or three years ago, and it would have just helped me to deal with so much stuff in life so differently and how drastically life would be different if that yeah. makes sense. No, it, it, yeah. it totally makes sense. And honestly, when I ask people at the end, you know, I, I hold like a little exit interview, if you will. And I say, do you have any regrets? Because obviously the program is called Midlife Without Regrets. And they said only that I didn't start sooner. Right. And I, I do think timing is everything. So you and I met at the time we were supposed to meet and, you yes. know, you added so much color and flavor to our community <laughs> and group. So I love it. Um Let's uh, let's sort of start to wrap it up because I know it's getting late in there. Um, so one of the other stumbling blocks is finances, right? And that's something that is hard for women. Uh, historically, we make less. Uh, we're impacted more because we stay home to raise kids, you know, and then you get to this age and you're starting to think about retirement. So sometimes the last thing women I talk to will think about is spending money on themselves right? Unless it's for face creams, maybe, or manicures. I don't know. But what would you say? Yeah. Yeah. And Botox. (laughs) Well, what would you say to making an investment to work on yourself? And specifically, obviously you enrolled in this program. And as you know, it's not just the four months that you're working with me. You have this community now, you know, we're here, we're not going away. So once you're in my world, you're in my world. Right. And so you can keep getting that support for every new level of life that you're encountering. What would you say you know, to someone who's like, I just don't know. I just don't think I can invest in myself. What, what would you say is, you know, what, what are your words of advice? It, if you don't invest in yourself, um, I mean, don't let the money be a fear factor. Um, because if you don't invest in yourself, and this has been the best investment for myself that I had done so far, you know, and if you don't, um, for me, by if I would have not, I just feel like if I wouldn't have found this and found you, I, I'm gonna tear up and cry, you know. But you know, I cry every call, so it's okay. I was not living for, I was just, I wasn't living a life, you know. I couldn't even function as a parent and for my kids. And so, you know, and I look back on that relationship, and because I didn't invest in myself one ounce that's why the relationship failed, you know, and overall, because I've invested in myself and I'm figuring out all these things, you know, that work's getting better. Everything's getting better. I have hope, you know, and look, like, do you remember me telling you back when we first met, that's like the world's in gray to me, mm-hmm. even though I physically can see color, everything was just nothing to me. It was awful, you know, and I feel like I'm starting to see life in color again. Um, another thing that I can tell beautiful. is different is I could not tolerate sound noises. And part of that was because I was in a over, um, my body had gone into overdrive from stress over the Your years. Your adrenals were probably shot. My adrenals. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. and it was just a, my body was in a protective mode. And so little things I couldn't tolerate. I hadn't had the car stereo on in probably a year because I couldn't, I couldn't stand the stimulus. And if my kids would fight or anything, I would literally just go into the shell and go to my room and want to just lay down and not talk to anybody. And 
I'm back to listening to the music. I catch myself laughing all the time when I'm listening to different podcasts or different things. I'll be just, I'll be laughing hysterically or now I've discovered, um, what is that video stuff I sent you the thing on? Yeah, I can't remember now. Those videos and I watch yeah, them and they're just yeah. stupid, yeah. but I'm laughing again. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't doing yeah. that. And yeah. it's like I could go sit yeah. with friends and I might participate in the conversation, but I felt dead inside. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I don't feel that way anymore. So yeah. it's worth it. Invest in yourself so you can take care of everybody in your life and not take care of them you know everybody up as your best self yeah I think yeah. that yeah set, you know set boundaries and no yeah. healthy boundaries yeah that stuff too and yeah that kind of stuff too that I yeah. would I have no boundaries so yeah yeah well I think you know you said a lot a lot there but I think the one thing that stuck with me just there is feeling dead inside because that's how I felt you know when I was at my lowest point and I think at some point in life you know people ask me like how do you do this work for a living? And, you know, can it be draining? No, because this is what I get. This is the results, right? And so my, my vision in life is to help one woman at a time, one woman at a time. So Tani can go into her family and do amazing things. And her kids have the role model of this amazing mother moving into this new career as a holistic nurse practitioner. And she's going to go help a lot of people. And I say this all the time. And if you're new to my community, you haven't heard this, but that's how the world works. Sometimes we just need a little lift up. And then, you know, you lift me up, I'm going to lift the next person up and that chain effect keeps going. And so um, I'm so honored to have met you and know, know you and you're in my life now forever. And I never met anybody from Abilene. And now I know like two or three people from Abilene because Tandy, <laughs> Tandy brought some other, uh, another friend in the group. Um, but if you're still watching tonight, please, uh, you know, just give a bunch of high fives to Tandy because she's been through a lot the last two years. She committed to do the work. And so for those of you out there sitting there saying, I don't know if Lukia can help me. I don't know if this program's for me. I encourage you to just book that call with me. Yes. I don't think Tandy had any, any, any dream that she was going to end up working with me. She just wanted someone to listen to her. Probably she saw the olive branch, which was a free call. She thought, what do I have to lose? It was December 29th. She probably wasn't feeling all that great about life at that point uh, after the holidays approaching <laughs> no. the new year. And, you know, as Tandy said to you, said in the live earlier, you know, I, I am someone who's compassionate. I'm not going to try to sell you a car in Brooklyn, uh, you know, or a Brooklyn bridge or sell you a used car. I just want to listen to you and hold that space for you because if the transformation that Tandy had is possible after everything she went through, after you heard her describe how she felt dead inside her schedule is possible for you. So, you know, I know I resisted solutions to my problems all the time, or I would band-aid fix them with the podcasts and the books and the therapy. And I was avoiding the real work because I was scared. So if you're watching still, or you're watching on the replay, don't be scared. Schedule that free call with me. I'd love to have the opportunity to talk to you. And if you're a good fit, I'll invite you into the program. I don't work with just anybody. So you have to be in the right frame of mind in the right space. Um, but don't let, don't let, you know, another year go by feeling dead inside. It's just time is, is of the essence here and you owe it to yourself and you owe it to, uh, everyone in your community that loves you. So, uh, yeah, Tandy, any last parting words for the community here? Anything that you really feel you needed to say that I didn't get drawn out of you? (laughs) I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll just, I'm, 
you don't know how much I appreciate you. you I know, appreciate what you. you do. You're just a godsend. And well, we're going to have that first midlife and bold retreat, maybe in Texas. Oh, so yeah, many of you in Texas. You <laughs> I can't wait. So, it's fun. I know. Well, thanks so much. Well, listeners, I sure hope you thoroughly enjoyed that conversation I had with Tandy, because I can tell you every time I play that uh, conversation back, it brings a huge smile to my face. I love having an impact while making an income. And the work I did with Tandy is everything for me. It's why I've gone through this bold journey myself. And if you're thinking to yourself, I want to feel like Tandy feels now, and I don't know how to start or how to get there, I invite you to RSVP and book a call with me. Get on my calendar. Let's talk. If anything, you're going to get huge amounts of value from our time together just because when you're able to open up and be vulnerable and confide in a trained professional to hear what is going on in your life, you're going to get some ideas, some momentum, and you're going to be able to find that first step and maybe that's what you need to get out of your place of stuck. So scroll down to the end of your show notes in this episode in whatever app you're listening to this podcast on and find my online calendar and let's talk. All right, until next time, take care and be bold.